Today's episode is brought to you by the Sounds in Cinema podcast. Everything sequel contains explicit language. And why the fudge not, you melon farmer? Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is a franchise chat about franchise rules. My name is Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the man who knows, the man who can get the word out, the man who will, who really wanted to have this chat, Tom Stewart of Lonesome, Whistles, Lonesome Whistle Productions. Say hello, Tom. The only way to grab the attention of the audience is originality. We feed ourselves with franchises. That's the opposite <laughs> of what makes our culture multidimensional and interesting. Who said it? <laughs> I was just going to ask. I, I really don't know. Is it... Uh... Oh man! Once again, my impersonation might be a clue, or it might be a distraction. <laughs> well, because in my head I was saying, is he going for Dermot Mulroney? But, <laughs> but no, not relevant be... to the movie we're talking about at all. Damn it! No, this isn't. This isn't anything to do with Scream Six. Oh, this it's is not just a general franchise quote. But you'll you'll recognize the. You'll recognize the person who... Well, um, it's it it sounded... Uh, for the first first thought I had was Stallone. Yeah, I know. It was very Stallone, but uh, that was yeah. accidental. But I I, it, <laughs> but, I, but th- I asked that one, and then I was trying to think of somebody from Scream 6. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Uh, he's the star of Alien Resurrection. Oh, Ron Perlman. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Yes, that is star of Alien Resurrection and the Hellboy series, Ron Perlman, shitting on franchises. Nice. Shitting on the films that made him famous. (laughs) That's great. There's no Sons of Anarchy without Hellboy. There you go. So there you go. Yeah, we're talking about franchises today. This is a, a very special episode of the Everything Sequel podcast. Yeah. Around this time last year, <laughs> we both saw Scream, which I guess is Scream 5. <laughs> yes, I had yet to see it when we recorded the episode. Oh, is that right? Okay. I was I was pure blind boxing. Oh, nice. But well, this we, time, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you've seen Scream 6. Yeah. Or, uh, what does it spell? Screams? Or just Scream? It just spells Scream again. No, it just spells Scream again, but they do... At the yeah. end of the preview, they swipe a knife and it, the M becomes so, a six. So potentially both Scream 5 and Scream 6 are just called Scream. Possibly. Okay. As long as I, <laughs> as long as I know, know where so we're at. As long as you understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, but that movie gave so much play to the idea of requels. Right. And we'd kind of been talking around this because this is the Everything Sequel podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, when is it a reboot? When is it a sequel? And right. franchises were now coming out with movies that seem to be both. Yes. And where does that leave us? And so <clears throat> upon your seeing Scream 6, you said, I got to talk about this. Like, I got an itch, I got to scratch. Well, there's there's a there's a very similar conversation uh, that is relevant to us in this film that is about franchise rules. Yeah, right. And, you know, we'll deal with the series separately at some point. Correct. Uh, so don't think... Don't, this is not it, This is not in lieu of, of, a, of episodes on the Scream series, but it, they're just having conversations in these movies that we, as sequel podcasters, cannot ignore. Yes. Exactly. We have to address them... As soon well, as the iron's possible. hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and once again, you know, as with once I finally got around to seeing uh, Scream slash Scream Five, um, I found that conversation about requels incredibly stimulating and thought provoking. Yeah. And I felt exactly the same way this time about franchise rules. I, I'm second guessing our entire purpose as a podcast. 
because of the conversation they had. In Scream it cuts, 6. It cuts that deep? <laughs> it really does. And I don't know many... I don't know many series that are out there certainly having these conversations on screen, but having these conversations at all. Or this at kind all, of self, right. This kind of self-awareness about what the industry was doing with sequels right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not being articulated in the same way that these movies are articulating it. It's so intentional in these movies. It is, and... You know, but I, that's part I of the meta quality of these movies themselves, which it's is part of the meta quality has always and, been part of that particular franchise. And you know, without giving too much away about how I feel about the Scream series, never interfering with with the slasher dimension. Yeah, right. Uh, I agree. Which is a real balancing act that the Scream, most of the Scream movies, I think, pull off really well. Yeah, if that's going to be. I, <laughs> I think that's going to be the hardest thing is uh, having this chat, but staying away as much as possible from the Scream series itself. But the film itself makes it um, easy because it's a self-contained conversation. That's true. It's like, uh, I, I have I have the, the, the dialogue in question here, if you would like me to, to read oh, yes. it to, to initiate our discussion. By um, all means. You want me to read the whole thing and then we'll talk about it, or should we go sentence by sentence? Like how does this get made? Watching yeah. the the Fast yeah. X trailer, and then and then stop and then stopping it at, at second three. <laughs> okay, wait, I gotta stop it here. Yeah, or the or the classic um, James Bonding episodes, which where they're watching the the uh, trailers for the new Bond films, and you know they'll something very early on will be mentioned that james bond is no longer working for mi5 and it'll stop and matt myrog will go for fuck's sake <laughs> yes we are cut from the same cloth that man yes. and i when it comes to james bond <laughs> clearly um well let's see how it goes go ahead okay and start well, I, and we'll, you, i'm only we'll saying see that if because i want to stop you i think we'll get a lot of mileage out of the first five words alone okay nobody just makes sequels anymore <laughs> this is that makes me want to end this podcast right here right now <laughs> right i know we've got That's... another rec- we're recording another episode tonight I yeah. don't know if we should go through with it. <laughs> so, just hearing that line, yeah, my first thought was, how late in the game, like, it, I'd have to go back and research <laughs> to see when the last single sequel, like, when the latest single sequel was. That I mean, it's a deceptively loaded sentence. Yeah, right. It's not even a sentence. There's a comma right after it. It's fucking clause. <laughs> and it's already changed my world. <laughs> That's fascinating. But, and it, it's just... Because it's all franchise work now. It's all... I mean, we honestly, talk, we, I had the we, same thought as you. We have a set of movies like, that I, are referred to as a universe. Honestly, uh, in my head, I was like... I was like, Haha, funny. Wait, where? Yeah, what? Right, right. And I couldn't think of any examples. Yeah. To to disprove this. In the entirety of the film industry. That's crazy. It is. I guess the only exception is the sort of the intentional part two when you split up a movie into two. But that's usually part of an no, ongoing franchise. But, yeah, that's usually part of a franchise itself. That's what I say. I'm clutching at straws here. <laughs> um, wow. I know. So, you know, what we're... was the last surprise hit where they just said, "Oh well, we got to make a fucking sequel"? <laughs> it. I mean, history will decide for us, and. It's not looking good for us because of its success, but Top Gun Maverick. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't think I don't think they were thinking of uh, making a third. I think they probably are now. I'm sure they are. Yeah, right. Um 
So. <laughs> wow. I mean, it makes me feel like, like, uh, like I'm an anachronism. <laughs> yeah. Right. But In talking uh, about there... sequels, at all. There is uh, a part of me that does kind of go, whew, thank God for Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Maybe, Maybe not that's... for the reasons that most people thought would think, yeah. but for 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 what we do, as that of right now, that's appeal... just a, a single sequel. That explains the appeal of the movie far better than any other explanation I've heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, right. I guess I guess we just ignore the <laughs> the gravitas of that statement and keep going. <laughs> I was gonna say, go on, go on. We're in a franchise. Bigger cast, bigger budget, bigger body count, longer chases, shootouts, beheadings, new characters brought in just to round out the suspect list or the body <laughs> count. Yeah. I mean, some of this, I think, is ironic, because I, I don't think Scream 6 is that was trotted out within a year of Scream 5 is necessarily working on a bigger budget. Um, mm-hmm. But... I mean, but is the that... scope got bigger. They're... Yeah. We're, we're not in a small town anymore. We're going to New York City. Yeah. You know, there's, there's an expansion... For mm-hmm. that particular franchise and that particular sequel within it, for and sure. And that, that that reassures me that maybe that we're on so, somewhat the right track, mm-hmm. because right. that feels like something we've been talking about since the beginning about up in the ante. Sure. And so in this case, I'm not so sure that this is a franchise-specific quality. I think this is just a this is just classic sequel. Upping the ante. I remember thinking that when I saw the movie and saw this scene. But I get I get why they're... I understand you know, why it's in yeah, there and why they're yeah. talking about it. But it mm-hmm. didn't seem franchise specific. That also struck me as the most ironic part of this. Mm-hmm. This uh, conversation. Because as we go on, everything else is going to be pretty on the money. Okay. I felt this was a little more tongue in cheek, mm. as to you know we're we're stuck in some god awful Airbnb in Brooklyn, <laughs> you know. But they're telling us we have a bigger budget. Um. Any more to say about that, or do we do we keep going? No, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't have much more to say about it. I I th- I, I agree with you that. On its face, I don't know that it's exactly true for franchises, but I get why it's in there. Yeah. Now, I how think... intentional the irony of that is, I, I don't, I don't know. But these movies, these movies do feel intentional in that way. So yeah, I'm surprised they didn't the mention. Table. I'm surprised they didn't mention you know having a sequel that comes out within a year. I thought they would have jumped on that. Yeah, maybe right. maybe they you know it was too it too uns the times were too uncertain to put that in the actual movie, but I I think they're self conscious enough to know that that that's a sequel convention that they're playing to, right? The hastily trotted out sequel to a successful, which uh, by the way reboot. does not usually bode well or pay off. Nope. In the way that it did for this movie, I mean, the movie made is making plenty of money. Yeah, and people I mean, are liking it. It's got good reviews, and yeah. you know the you know people are liking that movie. Um, yeah, uh, and at a time when good reviews are hard to come by, that that is right. Yeah, that is uh, quite a feat. All right, go on, go on. Legacy characters are expendable, brought in just to be killed off in some cheap bit for nostalgia, and then it says not looking good for Kirby and Gale, two of the characters. <laughs> Right. Um, two of the legacy characters. Um, brought in just to be killed off. Legacy characters. I feel like this is something, again, we have talked about endlessly. Sure. Yeah. Is, 
I mean, specifically in te- for, I mean, Scream refers to refers back to Halloween, the Halloween franchise a lot. Yeah, and we have a classic example of that in Halloween Five, mm-hmm. um, where the you know the 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 the, the, the lead of Halloween Four yeah. comes back, and it happened. It's just... happened in all the major horror franchises. Mm-hmm. I'd say Nightmare on Elm Street is guilty of. Yeah, guilty of that a, a few times. Um, <laughs> yes, and so it's interesting that they kind of pose that as a sort of modern condition of franchises. So again, that feels quite traditional, at least in horror, to me. Well, and that's the other thing that's hard to parse out of all of this. Are you know, it the very first scream is it always is very intentional that they're talking about horror movies. Yeah. This particular Scream movie, are they? It no. seems like they're doing well, they, that, but you can expand just. it out. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like it's just horror. Well, that's a, you, 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 uh, you've got it perfectly because the next thing, um, Laurie Strode, Nancy Thompson, Tony Stark, James Bond, Luke Skywalker—they all died so their franchises could live on. Yeah. Right. So. First of all, yeah, you're you're going beyond horror here. Mm-hmm. You're sort of saying this is a tendency of the of franchise. And what's great about that line is it, you know, starts from 1978 and goes up to now with the Star Wars franchise, where Luke just got killed off in the last, you know, yeah, half a decade. It's it's interesting that they start with Laurie Strode there because. You know, there are <laughs> there are timelines in which she dies, and there are timelines yeah, right. in which she very much survives. And uh, yes, uh, I approve of the nod to the one where she dies. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Nancy Thompson, so that's the, that's the nightmare. Yeah, one, that's one the of nightmare. the nightmare examples. Patricia Arquette's character is also yeah uh, factors into that. Uh, is it the is it Nightmare Four that begins with just killing off the cast of the last film? Is that the one? It, it's it's got to be because yeah. three is the one with all those yeah. characters. And then you know James Bond, James Bond, and Luke Skywalker <laughs> was obviously happy to hear both of them uh, mentioned because that's the or Tony Stark, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Iron Man as a property goes back a long way, but the Avengers movies the marvel avenger movies don't so mm-hmm. but james bond and luke skywalker i mean that's a franchise that straddled decades sure of popular culture so i think that is that is significant um because that is you know it, in 1978 you could never imagine a world in which james bond is killed in a right in a, bond in a yes of course yeah and suddenly it gets to 2000, you know, the 2020s, and it kind of goes down quite well. Yeah. <laughs> Even with the hardcore Bond fans, there's no one really sort of like piping up saying you should Bent out of that. shape. Yeah. Although they did with Luke Skywalker, so, you know, that's the flip side to that coin. Right. Although I'd say more Han Solo than, than Luke Skywalker, where the controversy was. You think? I, think, I always, ass- I, I always not assumed sure I Luke tot- Skywalker would die in oh, that trilogy. I, I'm somewhere not sure I totally trilogy. agree with that because you have to take off-screen matters into account as well. So when people, oh, well, let's leave aside people, the fact that you know Harrison Ford would not have yeah, would not have just, signed that contract had it not said you will be killed at the end of the right, film. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, but I think most of fandom knows of his reluctance to come back to that okay. role. Sure. So, so if you, when you see the lightsaber go through him, I think at least my first thought was, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but then, you know, it's, it's like the Robert De Niro question. Like this, he sort of stops doing certain kinds of movies and then starts doing stuff like shrinking. And you're like, Mm-hmm. He could have worked a few more days on Star Wars. Like you're clearly not busy. <laughs> if you've got time to do shrinking, an Apple TV Plus sitcom. 
Anyway. Um, so, I, I mean, that's... So, for all those reasons, I think that's fascinating because it brings in the idea of alternate timelines. Sure. Uh, it's horror, but it's also other genres. It's modern and it's classical. Yeah. Um, and the whole idea of... Just generally the whole idea of, like, legacy characters, which we... I don't know, I thought was more our term than the industry. Yeah, right, right. But here it is being used in a in, in, in an appropriate way in a mainstream movie. I don't movie. mind telling you that there are times where I'm listening to other things, podcasts or movies or television, and I think, are there more people listening to our show than I think <laughs> there are? Even, even say paywalls. Because it know, always seems the moment we've paid for something where we, we were thought, well, we don't want to pay for for a lot of movies that we're going to do, but we want to do this series, so we'll pay the four bucks for this movie or that movie. Yeah. And then, like, a month later, it's free somewhere. It's yeah. like they're listening oh, to everything we do. On the level that someone at Amazon Prime is fucking with, as I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> Plus, I prefer that version to the, the obvious alternative, which is that we are we're plagiarizing everyone and don't even know it. <laughs> That's a distinct possibility. It's a distinct possibility. But, you know, <laughs> this is, I mean, some of this is, it reminds me that some of what we're talking about, and this is where I do like a, a 360 from from the depressing opening to this, to, to the, this yeah. piece of dialogue, where it reminds me, it's a lot of this is in the zeitgeist, a lot of what we're talking about. Yeah, right. The reason we started this, well, one of the reasons that we started this podcast was that most of what you see when you go to the movie theater is some kind of a sequel. Mm -hmm. So there should be a dedicated sequel podcast out there. Explore right, right. and and you know as we've gone on we've realized it's like oh you can't just talk about one type of sequel yeah you have to break it down into into lots of subcategories and so this con that's why this conversation resonated to me because it was being had it was you know on they almost film. had to I mean they yeah. at, at the AMC they almost had to drag me out I was laughing so much when this scene happened <laughs> I could see a lot of teenagers who wanted to kill me. For ruining this scene for them by laughing so much, I was banging on the arm of the chair. I mean, it is. It's like it's 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 basically like it felt like you know they put me up on the jumbotron. So suddenly there was a the screen became a jumbotron, and there's me. We wrote we wrote a piece of dialogue just for you. I just don't for mind what you're interested you. in. I don't mind telling you. Maybe not that extreme, but I had a similar experience. Because I saw Scream 6 a couple, few days after you did. And there were yeah. moments throughout that movie where I felt like I was the only one getting the joke. And I am uproariously laughing out loud. Yeah. And I'm getting looks from people saying, what's so great about this? Calm down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, And, I, what, and I I'm mean... thinking to myself, no, no, you don't get it. You don't get it. This is a longer discussion for when we do the Scream series, but I was also grateful that I was in a room of people who were just there to see a horror movie and left happy. Mm -hmm. That made me feel good. Sure. It was a dual address. It was like literally the, you know, it was dual address. I was yeah. getting something out of it on an intellectual level and the people who just wanted to see Blood and Guts were getting something out of it too. And that Absolutely. to me is really good commercial cinema. Yep. Um, not that... <laughs> Not that I'm commenting on the quality <laughs> of this or where, where it may rank in yes, the Scream right. franchise at this point. I will not be drawn, but I just... I mean, once the, <laughs> once they said James Bond, I was like, someone is reading my emails, someone is someone has hacked sure. me. <laughs> Uh, I need to, I need to time. I I gotta start doing timestamps on the things how, we say and the conversations we have, <laughs> so I can show them in, to people in court to prove that I was the first person to articulate this. <laughs> Did the thought ever creep into your mind? My God, am I going to hear imbass any moment? Or some variation on that, yeah, right? Like right, they, they, yeah. would, they would coin their own term that wouldn't be as good, you know. 
That was what I thought was going to happen. Actually, I, I mean, I think it, this this movie's this this movie is uh, the language in this movie is as good as anything in it. I think it's yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, You're so right. I I would um, I would trust that. Uh, so it's just you know it's uh, it's nice to know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. But it also made me feel very alone. <laughs> because why? Because <laughs> because you were laughing all by yourself. No, no. Well, yeah. I was gonna say make me feel more alone. Um, <laughs> just that beginning. Nobody just makes sequels anymore. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we should adopt that as a tagline. That seems like the only way we can make lemonade out of this disaster. As of right now, though, I state that's not exactly true, because we do have Top Gun Maverick. I'm so glad you mentioned but, the movie. Which we both agree there will be a sequel to. <laughs> well, I'm saying right now there isn't a sequel to. So Unless Tom can... Cruise dies doing a Mission Impossible stunt. That's and I really also the think, only way. I, yeah. I also think you're right in the sense of they. I think they wanted to do a Top Gun Maverick and then call it quits. Yeah, I but agree. It's, it's massive commercial success means that, yes, they will most likely come back. But the intent was for a single sequel. Uh, I, yeah, but that's that goes back to Back to the Future, and we never intended to make a sequel. That's why we <laughs> set it up at the end of the film for one. Yeah, right. So I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Um, oh, I don't know. The alter- I mean, the alternative is that this is just a phase. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That at some point... The commercial logic of making single sequels is gonna is gonna reemerge, <laughs> and that's all we're gonna get. I mean the the other late. late I can't example, see it happening anytime soon. The other late example I can think of is Clash of the Titans, and its sequel. Okay, so that's fairly recent. Wrath of the Titans is that what it's called? But this is that this is an important distinction. Can you count movies where they're clearly planning ahead, but the the movies just kill the franchise? Well, you know, I I don't know. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know that. Yeah. God, did I see that sequel? I'm sure I must have. Right? Was but it called Wrath of the Titans? Did you say? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Clash of the Titans, Wrath of the Titans. You're th- you're looking for a third retirement title. of the Titans. <laughs> the Titans go west. Burial of the Titans. Titans in space. <laughs> Titans X. <laughs> um, I mean the other the other. The the other piece of dialogue that is in this scene that struck me was they're making a sequel to the requel. Yeah, and this, I remember that. This epi- actually we could call this episode a sequel to the requel. Yeah, we could. <laughs> because this is a this is us. You just gave the title. The, we will call it that sequel to the. This requel. is a the meta quality of this of this episode is is not unlike <laughs> the Scream franchise itself. Where absolutely. This this episode is a sequel to our requel episode in the same way that this that this discussion is from a sequel to a requel. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I mean, and sequel to the requel is not something I'd thought about before seeing this film. Right. Yeah. No. What comes after requel? Me either. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's like right. I feel like it's it's like you know. If a tree falls in the wood and no one hears it, kind of level of <laughs> zen-like contemplation in that in that phrase, like whoa, yes. your your eyes can roll back up into your head and you could just uh, yeah, you know, collapse into a zen state and win a mini golf tournament. Yeah, um, so that is that in itself is is interesting because this is something else else we talk about is when you've done the requel 
what do you do after that? And I guess the answer of this film is that then you just after that point you just franchise building. Mm-hmm. If if you're lucky enough to to be able to, I mean, it's an that. interesting idea, right? Because it's so strange that Hollywood is so cautious yet cavalier at the same time. They're yes. cautious in the sense that the only thing they think is going to make money are franchises, sequels, material based on some other medium, something like yeah. that. So they reboots. That, that's reboots that, you know, they want a proven commodity that they think they can shape into something that will make money. Yeah. So that's the cautious part. The cavalier part is how much money they're willing to spend on that. Sometimes not even releasing the movie. Right. Yeah. The, the Batgirl. If it does enough for the shareholders, they right. don't even have to release the movie. But it's, you know, it's an interesting idea because they're both cautious and cavalier. How intentional is setting up something else after that first movie? It's, it's a, like it, they want to yeah. hint towards it, but they can't just definitively state this is going to happen because we've talked maybe not so much on this podcast but i can tell you the how dare you podcast you know when we did van helsing that's a movie that that goes off into a sunset saying can't wait for the next one (laughs) and and we you know all you can do is laugh at it because that's absurd and and, you know to, to for a more classic example of that one of one of your uh Another how dare you podcast movie, or at least one that I don't know if you did. You cover? Did you cover Flash Gordon? Yeah, never we did. did. Oh, you did. No, okay, we did. Great, but um, we did it as a teachable moment, <laughs> right? But that ends in exactly the same way. The end question yeah. mark. The answer right. is yes. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're yes. Right. The end. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but um. <laughs> oh, great. So. It also, it strikes me as virulent thinking mm-hmm. because it can contaminate movies that were never meant to be thought of as franchises. So if you think about oh, a movie yeah. like like The Batman, mm-hmm. it's, it, was, it was very much, it wasn't posed as the beginning of a new franchise. It was seen as a, a one-off variation on the DC Universe characters. I feel the exact same way about The Joker. I was oh, really completely. surprised to completely. see that they're doing That's a another Joker example. movie. Yeah. That's a better example. But in both of them I I I saw them as as, you know, one and dones. But to get, you know, if you get any modicum of success. Yeah. Um that suddenly it almost it it becomes impossible it's, for there not to yeah. be another film. And now now they're essentially with the Joker they're making a movie, they're making a sequel to a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Arguably, depending on how you took the end of that movie. <laughs> but they're going to have to do some Dallas-style <laughs> waking up in the shower nonsense yeah. <laughs> to bridge those two movies. That's That's fucking great. That's uh, so it it's I think that's what it is. It, it's a it's a kind of the logic of the log the economic logic of it overtakes the yeah, right. whatever it was meant to be in the first place. Yeah, I, I you know I Well I'll go back to what you said at the very beginning. I'm not so worried about us. Because, ra- because well, at least we've diversified, right? We're, we're doing yeah, reboots because, and sure, wrapped up, but wrapped up in all of this, whether they're franchises or not, they're sequels within the franchises. So we're gonna have plenty to talk about for plenty of time. And as you know, I haven't done a you know an extensive survey of the other sequel podcasts out there, but I think we we're kind of out on a limb when it comes to following franchises from beginning to end mm. or near beginning to 
<laughs> possible end. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, most sequel podcasts are not doing it. so. The more I actually, the more I think about it, that and I, you know, I don't think we ever articulated that decision to each other. Mm-hmm. We just sort of decided it's like okay, we'll do all the all the sequels in a series, and then move on to the next series. Yeah, but I don't think that's normal for a sequel podcast. I think they they're more right. likely to just take a movie at a time, a single sequel, yeah, single a single sequel or even just a franchise movie, but just no, talk yeah, about I mean, it I mean move. a, a yeah. single one within a franchise, that yeah, yeah, um, so I guess that's we're quite forward thinking in that respect. I'd like to we, think we've so. Anti- we've anti- and I may, think maybe there are that more was... important conversations to be had within looking at a series. Yeah, and I mean, it's been our bread and butter for since the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. And it's, I suppose, we've kind of subconsciously acknowledged by choosing that format mm-hmm. that franchises are the lifeblood of the modern day sequel. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. And maybe, and maybe it goes back. For, you know, maybe it goes back further than we think. When you start getting into the Dirty Harrys and the Planet of the Apes and right, uh, the Omens, the Rockies, the Halloweens, sure, it's there's a tradition of it as well. Um, and you know everything in this conversation had in the film speaks to that. Like I'm not, I'm yeah, not, right. I'm not trying to one up what's said here because it's said perfectly. Yeah. And it makes all the same points more economically and in an entertaining way in the middle of an entertaining movie. In the middle of an entertaining movie, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh so I was very I was very excited by by all these all these thoughts and thoughts and ideas and Yeah. To the point where I don't really remember what happened in the rest of the film. I it was some kind of <laughs> it's another one of those Agatha Christie yeah. multiple murderer <laughs> things. Sure. I was just like, Yeah, sure. Yeah, Let's talk more about sequels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Although there was there was there was um uh there was one non-meta I won't spoil what it is until we actually talk about it. There was not one non-meta comedic moment in Scream 6 that I thought was an all-time great. Oh. And it's a very small thing. Um, a I, very, I very, forward... a very, very small thing that made me laugh a lot, almost as much as the laughter I had through this. Not quite. Okay. But I was more personally invested in this scene <laughs> than I was the other. But but I I I I walked out. That was it. it was my two big takeaways. Was this well... scene, and and a moment like a an off like a throwaway comedic moment. That I thought I haven't seen anything this funny in a movie in a okay. long time. I mean, I remember thinking even right from the start, because the start of that movie riffs on the first movie and it opens says very this, well. Yeah, it says almost the same thing that the first movie does, but it does it new and in an interesting way. Where I thought this is scratching my sequel itch in a way that, yeah, you know, I'm buckling up for this movie. But we'll get there when we get there. With Bill's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> to boot. Yeah. It's just like you're 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 already sequel royalty. <laughs> you walk into this film sequel royalty because you're the you're the you're the child of a um of the star of a famous trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything left for you on this topic? No. This is you know just a little. One just off. a little something for you. Just yeah. a little, you know, to to fill the gaps, and I, you know, it's one of those things that when it happens, you feel like you need to respond to it. You know, if this was like, if yes, this was right, the journalistic equivalent. I didn't of, want. I didn't want of, to wait. Well, you've until got we to got... ask them about that. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to wait until we just when when we got to the series. So when you brought this up, uh, that made me very happy. Yeah, this 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 could be an al- this kind of discussion could be a real albatross on our scream episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. We'll see. Yeah, real albatross around our neck, but I mean we will we will go back to it and it's by no means in fact 
this is this kind of conversation itself is a tribute to the kinds of conversations they have had in previous screen movies. This is just a tribute. If anything, they're getting more sophisticated in how they're articulating it. At I don't know. Maybe that that's just because we're yeah. in the eye of the storm that we see that. Maybe they're saying as intelligent things about about movies in general. But mm-hmm. this, you know, this the movie begins. You know, the first character you see in this movie is a is a film professor. And yeah, I don't think right, that's yeah. an accidental. I don't think that's on. Yeah, that's I think not, that's that's that that's is purposeful. Te- that's telling you <laughs> that there's a level of this movie that you can follow through kind of uh, mm-hmm. film criticism. Film criticism, right, right. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, yeah. Now, question for you. Uh-huh. We got a little bit of time. Should we tell people what we're what what they can expect next? Oh, that's a good idea. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. Let's tease. Yeah. So next week, <laughs> we're we're delighted to announce we, we, we've de- we've decided that we're going to continue the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But now we've got to once again return to some of the horrible mistakes we've made in the past. <laughs> we were just out of the hole and you put us right back in there. What a whirlwind we went through in the last week or so. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, where, where do you want to start? Should we just tell, the, should we just give the timeline of, of what happened? Well, it started, it's, it's been a All while right. since, okay, it started with me Yeah. scanning through disney plus right looking for something to watch with my son and him (laughs) playing with lego for so long that i looked at the entire catalog of what was on disney plus (laughs) and then it was bedtime uh basically that's how that's how it went and then i saw three you know i saw three men in a little so basically i i claim i'm doing it to try and find a movie for me and my son to watch what i'm actually doing is seeing if they finally got the courage to put ed wood up there there you go (laughs) because why ed wood is not on disney plus i do not understand yeah that's one of the greatest films of the 90s and they own it Mm -hmm. um but touchstone pictures has a presence there and three men and the three men um couplet is there and i just happened to look at the year and i was like i saw 1990 didn't we do didn't we cover the singles all the single sequels from early on we we had the 1990 single sequels i said i said you know did we miss one right Uh, which which at the time seemed i didn't realize how naive i was at the time (laughs) it's it's almost quaint how naive that thought of did we miss one was <laughs> yes because i'll let i'll let you pick up the story from here <laughs> well that's the funniest part was that you sent me a text saying hey i got news for you we missed one yeah from 1990 yeah and it's three men and a little lady and i responded i think something like holy shit you're right yeah i can't believe that we missed that it's, it's a big one it's a big one it's, to miss it's a big one to miss. Yeah. And randomly, what, a week and a half later, maybe? Sure. I'm on HBO Max, and <laughs> I decide to watch Purple Rain, and at the end, Graffiti Bridge pops up, pops up, and I say to myself, hey, isn't that a sequel to Purple Rain? And then I look at the year on that one. Mm-hmm. And it's 1990, and I thought, Amazing. holy fucking shit! I have to send Tom another message. The message again, something. No, you know, like not a small movie, right? Fucking Purple Rain, right? It's not. Yeah, right. We're not talking. We're, you know, we're not talking strict director video here. <laughs> That's amazing. I believe I was about to send you a text, or I did send you a text saying. You're not going to believe this, but Graffiti Bridge, 1990. No, you did. You sent sent me that text. And And then you sent me a text back. I was like, okay, I guess we'll, you know, I guess we'll we'll do the, uh, I guess we let, we let two out of the net. All right. (laughs) Catch and release. Um, Let's, so, so we've got, So we'll do those two. Let's do those two. And, and I don't know how this, this happened. I guess I just, I think I probably ended up looking at all the movies that were released in 1990. Yeah. Because for some reason the internet doesn't categorize 
the movies released in a certain year by how many single sequels came out that year. For our purposes. For our purposes. Thank you so, so much, Wikipedia. Um, And I was just like, huh, the two Jakes. (laughs) Pretty sure there was no movie after that. I know it was a planned trilogy. But there was no there, this there was nothing after the two Jakes, which is a sequel to Chinatown. For those of you who don't know, and there's no reason yes, why right. you should. It's not that's not a particularly well known uh, sequel compared to the original. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I also saw, <laughs> and, and at, at that point I saw that the the Rescuers Down Under, the sequel to the Disney's The Rescuers, was 1990. And I went, I'm sure I ruled this out at one point. Like, because what happens with the Disney franchises yeah. is that you find out the seven extraneous video sequels. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> After the last cinematic release. Not so for the rescuers, the nope. only exception to this rule <laughs> in Disney history, I might add. There's a right. Lady and the Tramp too. That shows you how exceptional this is. <laughs> Uh, and so I was like, okay, I guess we've got to do Rescue Us Down Under and the two Jakes wow. as well. So we underestimated how many single sequels there were in 1990 by half. By half, right. <laughs> and to remind people, we originally did Another 48 Hours, Gremlins 2, Young Guns 2, and <laughs> Trolls 2. Two. Or Trolls 2. <laughs> I keep doing it. It's because you look you look at me for verification and then I give you the wrong option. That's why that's why you keep getting it wrong. Damn it. Because I want you to say trolls too. Which already was in you know, in the this is back in the classic crusty days of everything the everything sequel podcast. Yes. Where yes. were we discussing whether there was a labor crisis in this country? Because <laughs> um, that that was already an outgrowth and I believe it was your idea. I'm I'm going to credit you with this. An outgrowth because we decided that we <laughs> we bracket we did the together. another sequels. That's it. We bracket together films films by them both starting with another. Yeah. <laughs> that was our bright idea at the time. We did. And we you didn't and, have... and you quite wisely suggested. You know, another way we could do it is we could bracket it by year. <laughs> and look, there's all these other movies from single sequels from 1990. Yeah. <laughs> I think at that point, uh, our research must have been stilted. Right, um. yes. Well, and also, when you look up a single year and you're trolling through, you know, Trolls probably two, two, yeah, <laughs> 250 movies, you're yes. looking for numbers is what you're normally looking for. Yeah. So the two Jakes and a graffiti bridge. Yeah, and true. Three, you know, I still don't think we. Sh- I should have missed Three Men and the Little Lady, but... I don't think I should have uh, missed any know. of them. The two, the two Jakes... Yeah, the two Jakes been, is... I've been yeah. thinking about that movie since I saw it. I, ha- I have been wanting to re-watch that movie yeah. <laughs> for a good couple of months now. It may be the best movie in terms of wanting to re-watch it, before actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that movie exists in a limbo where you're going, you know, I want to give it another chance. Right. It's yes. a sequel to Chinatown, for fuck's sake. Of course I should want to see it. It was the the, the second movie in a planned trilogy. <laughs> it's, it can't be as bad as I remember it. Anyway, that's going too far. Um. So, yeah, next... Well, so to, to cut a... A long and unwieldy story that's spanning three years <laughs> short. An we're epic in talking. itself. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, gonna be we're going about back to three... 1990. We're go- yes, we're going to go back to 1990. and we Again, will start... meta. We're going back oh. to 1990, which is the beginning of our podcast. And going yeah. back to 1990, the year itself. Incredible. It is incredible. Gonna... And, and, you know, we could have saved this for... I guess had it been one, we could have just saved it for a special episode. But uh... and, <laughs> luckily, and we just luckily we're more inept than we thought. 
and because we started to watch these movies under the apprehension that it would under the impression that it would be what apprehension works too i don't know why i cut myself <laughs> off there <laughs> perfectly perfectly good adjective perfectly for how fine. i felt uh but i meant to say impression um that we would be doing one max two of these but because we're doing four instead of re-ranking at the beginning of the four we're going to do it at the end We'll re-rank, and we'll rank them against the previous 1990s, right? Yeah, so that seemed the most sensible way to to handle this. So it'll be a All little right. different from um, from the, the, the normal format, but you're going to get a wrap-up episode at the end. <laughs> but similar we... to our format on the Patreon, yeah. if you're paying for the Patreon. There you go. Yeah. So... If you're giving us money... <laughs> You'll be familiar. You're more with this likely format. to understand what we're doing, <laughs> and that's where it pays off. Yeah. Not in the content. No, 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 no. But in the in the foreknowledge of what we're doing format wise. <laughs> and who knows? I mean, we might along the way to <laughs> if we've missed four. Why wouldn't we miss five or six or seven? <laughs> Don't think I haven't thought about that. <laughs> I have a feeling once we get to the, you know, we'll, we'll. I can't wait for three years from now. <laughs> I'll be like minute 77 on Rescuers Down Under. And then something will pop up on Disney Plus. I'll be like, oh shit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you might like. I was like, no. You know what's funny? Do you remember that this happened for the original 1990 sequels too, with Troll 2? No, I don't. We, I don't remember that. We discovered that one late. We did. We no, ranked. You're right. We ranked all the movies and then said where we thought that movie would yeah. be before we watched it, and then went two, back. Two, two dedicated listeners have been shouting at us this entire podcast. So. <laughs> You saved us one or both of them getting in touch. Yeah. Um, that's um, yeah, because that's right. We ranked the first four, not knowing how we felt about Trolls Two. Yeah. And, which was good because we didn't know how we felt about Trolls Two, and to this day, I don't think I do. <laughs> um, a mixture of admiration and contempt. I don't know what else yeah, to describe yeah, that it. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about I right. Could, I could watch that movie again, I'll tell you that much. We, You know what's funny is how often we reference that movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Every time we get a movie that starts quickly, we mention Trolls 2. We mention Troll 2. Because that's the gold standard of, yes. of movies oh, that just, just begin. Just fucking starting. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We got a whole new ba batch of 1990 sequels That's right. Very nicely done. <laughs> That's right. And they're coming at you. And we'll be trolling so, them. Yes. <laughs> in another 48 hours. <laughs> All right. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> so up first, three men and a little lady. You can look forward to that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to tell us what you think about the idea of franchises, you're going to have to send us an email. So send us an email to everythingsequel at gmail.com or find us and send a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'd really like to know what you think. Join our Patreon. That's another way Please to get in touch with Please join our Patreon. <laughs> the, the least cost-effective way to get in touch with us, but yeah. nonetheless... <laughs> It is a medium. If you're listening to this, <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, please then rate and review us and mm -hmm. let us climb the charts. And since so more yeah, since people <laughs> can listen to this, since we're covering all our bases, watch our episodes on YouTube. If if you're someone yeah. who likes to get podcasts that way, we also have extra content on YouTube. We have video watch-alongs. Boy, do we! And we got another one coming up very soon. If not, already out. Very soon. 
<laughs> now I'm having to cover my bases in terms of when this episode comes when, out. When the hell is this coming out? I know what was going through your mind. I know. So don't basically don't skip. We have to put this in the in the show notes. Don't skip past this episode. This may be the most important <laughs> episode this, we've ever so done. Much information we had an available. existential crisis at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> This could have been the final episode of the Everything Sequel podcast. <laughs> We're marching forward, I say. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't know what I'd do without this podcast in my life. Good. <laughs> I'd watch All right. a lot fewer sequels, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Although I tell I, you... I'm not the, sure the... I could stop at this point. Every once the, in a while, I'm watching a sequel that we're doing nothing for, and I think, what the fuck am I doing this for? I had the same... Do you know, literally, I had a weekend with no, you know, I, I could do whatever I wanted. It had been a long time since I'd gone to the movies without taking my son mm-hmm. and picking the movie based on that. Right. Although a lot of those were movies I actually wanted to see, but <laughs> sure. that's beside the yeah. point. Um. And you know, guess what I picked? Well, you know one of them because we've just been talking about it. Scream six. Scream six slash yeah. scream. Uh, <laughs> what was what was the other one? What came out? Of, what else came out around that time? What else came out around that time? That I absolutely should have waited to see because of what we do for a podcast. What was the other sequel around that time? You're gonna have to tell me. Creed three. Oh yes, of course. And it was only when you know I I saw one on uh, one on a Saturday, one on a Sunday. I got home and thought, "What am I doing?" <laughs> Tom, you got to see him on the big screen. Come on. I'm like, I'm like, am I not saturated enough in this shit <laughs> <laughs> that I have to actively go out <laughs> waste you... my precious movie going time? You reek of sequels, sir. It's becoming a real problem. I tell you, I was I I I've been on a, a transatlantic round trip recently, and mm-hmm. I think I'm getting to the point where I'm afraid of watching original movies that don't have sequels. <laughs> I'm actually fearful of it. And what That's... what I normally do is I opt out and watch a documentary. For some reason, <laughs> I can handle that. All right, but there's something about that. I'm not ready for that kind of investment of. So when this movie's over, that's it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for catch up corner and a talk about franchises. For Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions, Michael Shantz here. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. When you hear us next time, we will be talking about three men and a little lady. Say goodbye to everybody, Tom. I'm not about saving franchises. Who said it? I don't know. I didn't give you a vocal cue because it might come across as racist. Um, Ah. Star of Space Jam A New Legacy. Is it... uh... Is it LeBron and the House Party movie? LeBron James. Yeah. All right. Oh, does he say it in? I don't know Space when. He, I I don't have any context for these quotes. Okay, fine. I, I, frankly, I am on a site. I'm just hoping that none of the things I'm seeing are viruses. But I'm not, I'm not <laughs> confident they're not. Okay. So I don't know when and where he said it, but... Just want to remind you, he is the star of Space Jam A New Legacy. Very good, then. Even has the word legacy in the title. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, thanks for listening. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, 
and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound, but as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target! Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug the Dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target! That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you.